everybody's gonna be looking at me. Sneaky, sneaky! <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Brink of Reality podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brink, sitting the chair here to react to the finale of Survivor, David versus Goliath, with uh, the ultimate uh, Goliath in bloom, Mr. Adam Ritter. Adam, what's going on? Ryan, I travelled a 100-foot ladder, a 50-foot ladder, and an 8-foot ladder just to chat to you today, so I'm very excited. This is, you know, I love a finale night. It's like it's like Christmas is in the air almost, and... Uh, what a, what a great finale this was. Uh, is this your Christmas? I know you don't celebrate Christmas, so is this your actual Christmas? Well, it kind of is, Ryan, because I think last year, you know, I was there the week before Christmas in LA, um, and even though I don't celebrate it, I do get caught up in the Christmas spirit and what it means. You know, it's a time for friends, it's a time for family, it's a time for watching Survivor together and and chatting about it. It is, it is all of those things. It's a great time. Uh, I'm excited because I'm on holidays officially this week, which is fantastic. So I have not been at work. Uh, you are off at the moment as well. It's so good. We just watched the live episode on Go and then spent a good time figuring out how to do this, which is fantastic. Uh, it's always a great way to spend your morning <laughs> <laughs> figuring out how to do this. But a uh, huge episode and our co-winner pick, Nick, won Survivor. How did that happen? Which is it's crazy, Ryan. Is crazy. We both got to win this season. This is my uh, first one since Jeremy Collins. and my. Th- so this is actually my very first ever newbie season winner pick. Since I've been doing that, I think I've been doing them since about One World. Yeah. So I'm not batting very well, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Nick. Nick's a, a good winner and uh, he played a really good season, especially this episode. He really had to pull it out. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, this is my first winner's pick since Tyson for Survivor US, and then I infamously picked the um, Survivor New Zealand winner. Uh, but yeah, this is a great win for Nick tonight. I think, you know, I think from day dot, this is someone who played quite hard, was in vulnerable positions and got out of those vulnerable positions, was able to, you know, I think he has a really whole game. Like he was able to win immunities. He went on a bit of a run tonight, three immunity wins, which was unheard of all season. Uh, You know, he found idols, played them correctly, played some incorrectly. Um, Was it, it wasn't like a perfect game by any stretch, but a very deserving no. winner by for sure. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a perfect game. Even in the episode, we're really seeing his flaws. I like that they've been doing that a bit more in Survivor recently, where they've been showing players' flaws in the game. And mm. I think they did that a lot with Ben and a little bit with Wendell, but definitely with Nick. Even this episode where uh, after the debut vote, where he's like crying and getting upset on the beach, and they're showing the other contestants calling him pretty much a crybaby and say that he just needs to suck it up. Yeah, look, and that I think I found really, you know, it's tough to watch that because, you know, you, it, Nick is getting really emotional and frustrated, and he, but he is acting he like a bit of a child up. with a tantrum. Yeah, sorry if you just heard some uh, feedback that I was just checking to make sure that link is all uh, on. We just want to just quickly come in and just say thank you to everyone who has been uh, supporting the podcast like this whole year. Um, Adam and I have been doing podcasts. I think at the last check, this may be podcast 150 uh, overall for the season, wow. which is a lot of podcasts, especially during Australian Survivor, where that's a lot. So just want to make a huge shout out to you guys and say thank you for that and just react to the the episode itself. Um, my big takeaway was that the finale actually had uh, what seemed like a pretty decent reunion. We actually had a proper reunion show. Is that just me or did we actually have a reunion show just now? Okay, well, I mean, that reunion was 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, I think we covered a lot of topics and we spoke we to did- pre-mergers. 
We spoke to pre-mergers. We even had discussion about gameplay throughout the season, questions that were lingering. We didn't have it taken over by any celebrities or anything like that. I mean, we have one infamous moment with Zeke and his um, boyfriend, Nico yeah. Santos. But, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I wasn't too fussed about having having that. That was good to see Zeke and uh, everything else is going on there. But yeah, I thought the finale was was pretty good. Jeff was in pretty good spirits. And uh, yeah, the episode it just run pretty quickly. I thought the the first vote there was a pretty good time um, between the start of the episode and the Davy vote out. And I guess like I want to get your take. What do you think about Davy going out where he did and everyone I kind I guess turning against Nick and and leaving him there. And it was really Mike who was the instigator of that vote. He was the person who was the person who was you know getting the numbers. And Davy uh, said when he was being voted out, whoever instigated this has got my vote. It didn't end up that way. He did no. vote with his heart, which I like but i i didn't mind him saying that at the time like that was his instant reaction like wow i've been blindsided and full respect to whoever did that yeah and and you know what if davy did end up voting for mike i wouldn't hold it against him based on you know that kind of through line and i think we've seen this through line throughout these most recent episodes is when that when the davids after that gambit with with john and that blindside where they did have the majority they eventually sort of started to cannibalize themselves because they all saw each other as these massive threats and i think Mike was the prime benefactor of that because he used Angelina and his relationship with Nick to make the moves that he wanted to do. And so it didn't really matter that Nick had won immunity. Mike was going to get out the target that he wanted at the time. And I think it was smarter from his end. I feel that Davey maybe had more of a threat level to win those immunity challenges and run the table a little bit more than Allison if we go by. I agree with that. I think he's also more of a threat to to team up with Nick. And I think he was right in identifying that he was Nick's backup plan or maybe his A plan. And it just was shown a certain light because of the way it ended up. I do feel as if maybe even for Nick, this was a real positive for his game where at the time he might not recognize it, but in reflection, getting him out at this point probably helps him in the challenges because it means that he has one less big person to go against. And also is great for the end because he goes against Davey, then he's going to have really big trouble potentially beating him. And also, uh, just in terms of um, getting to the end and having to cut someone if he does at the end, like that can be really quite negative. So he didn't really have any blood in his hands. So it was a pretty good situation in the long run for Nick. Yeah, I think so. But And I think as well, it's this idea of differentiating the games. And I think Nick really did this well in the final tribal council is that differentiation between Nick and Angelina's game. Whereas I think if Davey ends up sitting next to him, he doesn't have that differentiation. And I I, I maybe even believe that Nick probably couldn't get rid of Davey through fire. I I have a strong belief that Davey, just a feeling that Davey would have won a fire challenge and secured his spot in the final three if things go a little bit differently. Yeah, we'll talk about the fire challenge in a sec. That was really interesting. I'll I'll get on to that. Um, Davey himself, though, where's Davey going to stand in terms of Survivor? I liked his chat with Jeff at the reunion. I thought that was really cool. I love that Jeff brought up, because it's something we've talked about a little bit, how he had... Jeff said 40 hours, so two days, effectively, to get his ass into gear and get to Fiji and come and play. So, by the time he lands, like, he probably has a day and that he's playing. So, whoever pulled out, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's really we'll good. We'll never know. Who no, we'll, never know who, we'll, we'll never know who this person is who pulled out. But it's great because we got Davey, who's a great character. Uh, we've got Davey's mum, which is even a better character. And uh, we've we've had some really good moments with Davey. I think he's a really good player. He was a great yin to, to Nick's yang. And I, mm. I just like that partnership 
Street for a while. So to see the two of them and to see them both go quite far, but just to see the way that Davey reacted in this episode and um, just how he went out with like really good class as well. He just respected the game. I just um, tip my hat to him because he was a really good player. And yeah, I would like to see him come back. There's a lot of players I'd like to see come back from this season, but Davey especially. Oh, Davey especially. And I think it, well, it, it just speaks to what any fan watching the show would want is someone who comes out the game with no malice, with this idea of, I'm going to award someone that played the best game, not a, a tinge of bitterness to anything they say. No. And, to, and game respects game. And I think that that's really all we could ask for. And yeah, Davey, I'm sure we'll see Davey again. I think his card hasn't been fully punched out yet. No. Uh, so the next one to go was Allison. Uh, Really interesting in terms of Allison because she was someone, as my dog, she was someone who was getting a pretty like, quiet edit, but everyone was saying that she was a big threat. Uh, there was even talks around like the Davy vote, do we take out Allison now? Eventually her number did come up. Why do you feel like Allison was such a big threat in the end? I, I never really got a full understanding through the edit as to why she was such a big threat. I just feel that she was someone that was just kind of given this label early on in the piece. And then because she was always in the Goliath majority, I just didn't see her scramble up until the point that the Davids tipped the balance. And then all of a sudden, Alison was this target. Like a few of the Goliaths wanted to turn on her, Mike, possibly Angelina. But to me, I just never really got an understanding as to why she was such a big threat if she made it to the end. Yeah, I think it was interesting in terms of that vote there. If Nick doesn't win immunity, I honestly feel like he goes out next. Mike talked about it, that he might have to take out Nick. I think he does decide to take out Nick at that point, because I think he does see him as a as like someone who, who he would struggle to be at the end, as was evident at the end. So I'm interested to see and maybe even ask uh, Mike like about that question. Where, where did he see the game at five? And whether he takes Allison, because I think... If Nick doesn't win that immunity challenge, maybe we're celebrating Allison today as the winner of the season. I do feel like she had a chance to, to make it quite far. Maybe the edit we see is completely different because... Well, of course. The perception I, has I, been that she's a great player out there. Like That's mm. what people have been saying. But I think for me, it's harder to differentiate Allison's game from that of Kara's. And I think Kara tonight really showed that she did play a strong social game. And I think that a lot of people sort of confirmed that in their discussions and that kind of thing. I think Kara's always kind of being shown as talking about oh, this is an idea that I've heard, but I also want to go along with it because it's going to benefit my game. And so yeah. I think, yeah, Alison, I do think the legacy of Alison, I don't know if we're going to remember her in two or three seasons. Like I think she was, you know, but again, it's what you said, Ryan, earlier on in this season that I think she's just a normal sort of person. Oh, yeah. She's not Agreed. that kind of bombastic, crazy character that we need sometimes. And, and that's okay. Yeah, she's a super normal person. I mean that in the highest compliment. She's just normal which yeah. means on Survivor she doesn't pop on TV like some of these other characters. I guess the probably the most normal person of the season was Kara because we saw literally nothing of her um, at all, even in this finale. Uh, and it's hard because I think she made a lot of the right moves, but even when we're getting so low in the numbers, she's her name's still not coming up. I, I don't... I don't know. What is she doing that is not coming up? I, mean, I think she described herself when she was trying to talk to Nick at the end like she was playing a pretty plain Jane game and I, I think that yeah. was pretty evident that maybe maybe she makes the end I still think she probably does better than like an Angelina so I think he probably does make the right decision by not taking Kara to the end but I think there was definitely a consideration to take Kara to the end I just think Angelina was such a like juicy goat to take to the end that you have to 
Agree. And I think, but I think looking on paper, I think Nick ideally would have wanted Mike out of the equation. I think yeah. his ideal final three would have been with Angelina and Cara. And I think he maybe would have got even more than the seven votes he did get. Um, I think, I think, you know, Cara hit it on the nail on the head. I think she just wasn't flashy enough in terms of the moves. And, and I know that some fans out there will say, oh, but you don't need to have big moves to win the game. And I, I think we are in the quote unquote big moves era. We are, we yeah. really are because you have to point to something. Otherwise, people are going to, it's that fine line between, oh, I'm a great social player. That's why no one's voting me out versus, oh, I'm a great social player, but I'm also getting no votes at the end, which is why I'm being dragged to the end. So that's that question that I think is the eternal survivor question as you figure out who gets to the final. Yeah, I think with Kara, it would have been fascinating if she kind of got there. She obviously had that brain fade uh, in the final challenge, which I liked. I really liked the um, ball challenge down the, the obstacle. It's, it's confusing. A, it's a yeah. I argue it's one of my – I think it might be the best challenge at this point. Like, I, I love seeing it every few seasons. It's an like, equaliser. Think, like, it doesn't yeah. really matter what physical ability you have or even in terms of puzzles. It's just concentration. You really have to just be concentrating the whole time. And it – I think when you're 38 days in, it can really play havoc. It did on her because she got confused for the 15 sec- second roll and uh, just forgot to get her ball. And you can feel the emotion. Like she, I know she felt that she dropped it at that point. If she makes the end, does she win? Uh, I still don't know. But even in terms of her making fire, like she was starting fire so easily back at camp. And then, I don't know, she just she choked maybe in the fire making challenge. Well, it's she the orange flag curse. curse this yeah. is the third season yeah. that an orange person, the person that sits at the orange podium loses. So stay away. That talks about maybe they need to change the colors <laughs> up in Fiji as well. It's getting a bit repetitive, um, yeah. but I, I agree with that as well. I think it was just unlucky. I don't know. I don't know what she was doing when she was lighting the fire at camp. She seemed to have more flammable, well, not flammable, but more sustainable items to burn. And she just kept on using the husk. It's like, I'll just like put something on there or something. I don't know. I'm not a fire starter, so I don't know, but I just felt like it. I don't know. I'm disappointed because I like Kara and I would have liked to see her at the end. Um, but I think we had a pretty interesting final tribal council, despite the fact. Yes. Yes. Despite the fact. And, and I think what, uh, one term I could use to describe this final tribal council that I think it has over all others is that it's probably the most analytical because I feel that everyone there was sitting, actually listening to all three of them. I think everyone really had a fair shot to argue their case. And no one that. really had preconceived notions. I feel like... Oh, I think I, people I had preconceived notions, yeah. definitely. Okay, well, maybe people had preconceived notions, but I think people were as open as they've ever been in this, in this format. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think this worked one of the best ways it has so far in all the different variations we've seen of it. Um, I thought it was fascinating the way that they did give Angelina time to elaborate on her game. There was definitely, uh, I guess, those moments that we we took and talk about. Obviously, Angelina in this episode finds the idol. I was loving uh, the whole idol scene. I was imagining Adam thinking, oh, God, what's going on here? I love that they have the survivor ladder. Um, I just love a, a good snake climbing up a ladder, some snakes and ladders. It was great. Yes. Um, so that was fan- that was fantastic. But I don't know. I just I just like that they had this new way of finding an idol. And they gave her time to talk about it. And she she brought up, um, I'm, I'm talking about a few things, but I, mm. I like, we'll start with that with the idol find first. What do you think about her idol find and the way that she did um, come about the idol and then on the reward she she's like oh I don't know where this idol is I gotta get the guys involved as well 
Yeah, look, I mean, I, I guess it kind of speaks to the difference between other players who have been able to find idols behind, but you know, without assistance, and then Angelina needs assistance. Um, and then also she can't hide the clue properly. She can't find the clue, loses it temporarily. So, look, it wasn't perfect, but I like how they hid this idol. Um, and, and you know, it's, a, it's a good for her ultimately to find this idol at this point in the game. But I ultimately don't think it really matters. Like, I, I feel that, and, and we know, because she tries to make it matter at this tribal council. She says, oh, can you please get votes on me so this looks good in yeah, front of the Yeah, but don't you love that? I love that she was trying to play the game aggressively. And, yeah, well, is it going to work? Sure. No, but it's good as a TV. Like, you got to admit, oh, this TV. was good TV. Certainly, this was great TV. So aggressively transparent. And this is... She made a fake idol. Game all season. Yeah, but it's the criticism I've had of her game all season. Like, Alison, yes, picks up this fake idol. And she clearly, at the tribal council, is like, oh... This looks so fake, but I guess I'll play it. You know? Well, she knows it's fake. And, like, she knew at the time, Alison knew it was fake. But I I just like that you have someone like Angelina who is willing to make interesting, bold moves. Right? Are they the greatest moves? I don't know. It's, so, it's fascinating getting into the debate. Um, sure. Jeff raises at the at the uh, reunion about if it was a man making these moves, how would they be respected? I there is definitely truth in part of the, what he's saying, but there's also, if you're a man and you're going on about the rice all the time and you're going on about certain things, that's going to annoy anyone regardless yeah. of gender. Annoying is annoying. Annoying has no gender. We've uh, seen we've yeah. seen Philip Shepard, you know, annoy people. Like, there are, there are yes. things that annoy people um, regardless of gender. So, I do feel like she didn't play as bad a game as some people say, but I, I think she talked about it at the reunion as well, where she said um, that she just comes across overly analytical in group situations, and she's really trying to be, I don't know, proper and correct, and not... I think that you lose that human, human side of who she is, and I think who she is is pretty cool, but you just lose that when she's in a in a pressure situation where it's like, oh, I, I don't know, like this work mentality, this Goliath mentality comes over her and she has to uh, be a certain way and, and dictate uh, a certain way to people, which isn't natural. And when you have a tribe of Carl, the truck driver, and, and John, the wrestler, like they're not up for having these type of debates where you have Christian who does it in an endearing way uh, and brings people in and is inclusive where she wasn't quite able to do that. Yeah, and I think that that really... That- boils down to why I've reacted so negatively in terms of like having to deal with certain aspects of her on-screen behavior. Again, I'm sure that she in her everyday life is perfectly nice, but I think, yeah, she did hit the nail on the head when she pointed out that if she's put in these situations, she's told to hype up certain aspects of her personality that I think aren't very appealing and uh, lead to these kinds of situations where People look at her behaviour and say, oh, it's very transparent what you're trying to do here and it doesn't come across as genuine or authentic. I think it's better, though, that she has a uh, understanding that that is who she is. I think there are some people who just don't get it. I think she yeah. actually does get it, which I kind of... I appreciate that she understands that that's the way that she's coming across. Something that I did love about that idol find, though, was that uh, they moved the ladder. So they're at the reward. She tells them um, they move the ladder to the position. Nick's moving the ladder to the wall. And the first thing is, like, Nick is up that ladder straight away wanting to grab the <laughs> idol. Like, you're talking about snakes <laughs> up the ladder. It. I love it. And Angelina's like, ah, I'll grab this idol. Uh, that'll be mine. Because, to be fair, if Nick grabs it first, technically, that could be his it idol. It is. Well, so, let me tell you. So in that moment, if you were Nick, and I know this is probably bad, maybe bad gameplay, but would you have just been like, just try to go up the ladder anyway, even if she tries and stops you and grab the idol first? Uh, because then you do have the idol and then you can 
make the move. And then that's another thing that Angelina doesn't have over you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's dangerous. Angelina was such a big Nick fan. Like, such a True. big Nick fan. Every time that he had a success, she had success. So... But I that's think the that- problem sometimes. You get so, like, in this game, and I know this is very armchair analyst, but still, like, with these pairs, that's the danger. You get so wrapped up in, like, oh, you're my alliance buddy, so any achievement for you is an achievement for me. But that when it boils down to the final three, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to claim all the credit and you're left with nothing. Yes. She did almost become, like, the anti-Laurel in this season where she was laureling it up but just in a very unique way which is yeah. I, which i didn't mind but and when you look at that final three you've got three people nick who's a, a huge super duper fan of the show for a long time angelina who i think is like a newer fan but definitely a big fan um after going through the experience with adam and mike as well has been a long fan for a very long time so to have these three people at the end that's also pretty unique and pretty special so i really like this final three in terms of you actually have three genuine fans all different walks of life, Davids and Goliaths coming in and really battling it out in, in terms of, you know, this ultimate ideology about who they are as people to ultimately win this game. I just think it was a really good cross-section of people, uh, like two younger people and an older guy as well, people from different backgrounds um, economically in terms of where they grew up in the country as well. So I just like that this was a really cool finale that was just different to what we've had over the last couple of years. And I just feel like I just overall this season was just so well edited and then the finale mm. was just really well done. The reunion was really well done. It's just I feel like they've actually taken notes about what fans have been saying about the season. Like, all right, we gotta go back and just do some things we used to do that we used to do better. And uh, I yeah. feel like they've appreciated that and understood that. Well, even like showing who everyone voted for. Yeah. Such a good like, small you know, like, thing, but it's so important. But it's so great to like not even just have to look up exit press to find those lingering questions about who voted for who. Like, you know, the confusion around even the Korong finale is like, who actually voted for, you know. But um, still, it is it is like seriously, they yeah. are learning. They are realising these things. And what I also kind of appreciate, I mean, like even the family thing because, you know, Jeff's obsessed with only families watch these shows. Single people don't get to watch this Survivor, guys. Uh, but um I think um, at this point, I, I, I like that, that even that is kept to a minimum. Like, the oh, the kid writes the parchment, but that's it. You know, like it's not every yeah. The kid on the street has, become, has just become one child who writes the winning person every time, which has been good. I'm waiting for the season where the person is like totally wrong uh, and we, we don't get the right person. But yeah, I, overall, I'm just really pleased with the way the season has unfolded. I think it's a really good winner. Um, you are always someone who bases your winner, sorry, your season rankings based on the overall winner as well. That definitely yes. affects how you see the season. I do as mm. well to a degree. And I think that this will bolster where the season has fallen because I do feel like Nick is a is going to go down as a pretty good winner. Is he top 10 winner? Probably not, but I think he's probably somewhere between 10 and 20 at this stage. And um, yeah, I think this will really just amplify the season. I can't wait to rewatch this season like a year's time. Be like, yeah, this really was a good season because just living it live now, I think it was quite a good season. Yeah, and I think what it is is that, that there's something in every episode. Like, it's not just, oh, it's a go- got a really good endgame or it's got a really good pre-merge like other seasons in the past that have really factored and they've fallen or they've gone up. It's just been really consistent. And it's this idea that 
things, there's a new dynamic at tribal council, there's a new talking point that's getting people excited. And I, I, I there's not an episode that I watched where I was bored. No. Which I can't say for a lot of Survivor I've seen this year. No, no. I, I agree with that as well. So, like, overall, um, like I said, we're going to just go through this quickly and just talk about it. But, uh, yeah, I, my interaction was really positive. Um, overall, loved it. Loved the reunion, like I said. I love that they uh, spoke to, to, like, most people, which was good. They talked to Pat. Is Pat coming back? It, like, this was the rumor that he might be on 38 originally, Adam. I didn't see yeah. him in the preview, but... Jeff well, I think they did say in the previews, talking about the edge of extinction, they only yeah. said four returning players. So they, they can't, say that. I don't think they can like hide a fifth player. I, I do think if Pat is in contention, you know, it all depends on 39 and 40 and what they try and do. Uh, you know, if, if the idea of being season 39 is something significant as well, do we get something around day 39, but then Pat's out of that contention. But yeah. Pat's not big enough, in my view, to just be given a spot on a season 40 if it's just a classic all-star season. So there's a lot of questions in terms of the next year of Survivor. What does it all mean? What are their plans? And if they are going to make a big splash for season 40, what's it going to entail? Yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, 42 minutes of Pat was enough, um, so I'm okay with that. Uh, I guess the other talking points of the finale, Jeremy was not there as well. From my understanding, he left Ponderosa early and was disinvited from the finale. I saw a photo of him with, with Alec watching. Obviously, we know Alec was um, uninvited as well early in the season because of his photo with Kara, so yes. uh, yeah, like that was interesting. I didn't. Did you have any awareness that he wasn't going to be there? Um, I had a like a little bit of a feeling possibly just from a lot of the social media and Jeremy being away from a lot of people. Yeah, but I think that's um, because he was a jerk during his exit round. Like, he was pretty bad. I know you were on the flip side. Yes, but I, well, that's I was fair, on the, I do, he's a jerk side. But I do think Jeremy posted a photo with Angelina. So we assume there is still a friendship there at some point. No, dead to us. Well, I mean... We'll never know. We'll never know. Because <laughs> I do feel like Jeremy's probably done with Survivor after this. He probably will not talk He's to done. these people again and he won't talk about the show. But regardless, irrespective of that, I, I think, um, yeah, the people that were banned, there was a lot of, like, rigmarole and rumours. And for the reunion to come out and not have any of that, I think there was, was actually no, quite good. No proposal. Uh, no proposal. Which, the rumours were Nick was going to propose to his uh, partner. That did not happen. Um, no. Good for Nick. But then... Do you think also maybe it was Zeke and his boyfriend? Well, that's, too, that's what was, I saw on social media that maybe it was Zeke. So uh, again, did not happen that we're aware of. Uh, the other big one was floating around, and you might know this more because you're a Big Brother fan. I'm not a Big Brother fan, so I don't follow. But this person who posted—is it someone Vegas or something? I don't know. You can elaborate a bit more. They posted Look, that there was some kind of contraband that was snuck into Survivor. I'd heard that it was marijuana that was snuck onto the island, which. I don't care, but each their own. But I, I, it didn't seem like it was something that was going to get someone to lose their votes. Like, I don't quite get what was being said. Well, I guess from my, my experience, this particular spoiler uh, is someone who uh, is known to blow up things and overstate things. And then when it doesn't end up being true downplay the spoiler immediately so there were a few instances during the big brother season of this person doing that and talking about certain hohs and people who had cheated in certain competitions but none of this was ever shown on the edited version of the show uh but there were also times where they got spoilers correct like they were able to really determine what the challenges were for certain competitions before they were even shown on television so that's why i kind of took this rumor with a 50 50 
Could yeah. be true, could be not true. Um, clearly not true. Um, and it, it does seem like someone who does seem like a bit of an attention seeker and wants to uh, inflate their ego before a new season of Big Brother Celebrity premieres in January or February. So, again, I guess maybe next time we take her or his or her news with a more of a grain of salt than we have in the part. Um, yeah. Sounds like a real Adam Ritter. Why would I spoil seasons, right? <laughs> Why would I be an attention seeker too? Yeah. Now, there you go. There's the point. Um, but overall, <laughs> uh, yeah, really good season. Uh, happy for Nick. Um, I'm going to be chatting to Sandra later in the week. So uh, stay tuned for that one. That'll be coming up. Again, huge thank you to Donna uh, who set that one up with Sandra. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. Uh, Exopress. I do have Exopress tomorrow, which is Woo. really good. I will not be talking to Nick um I don't believe that I will. Sorry, just for timing for that. But I believe I'll be talking to everyone else. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'll, I'm sure, I'll, I actually I actually think there's a chance that I could chat to Nick at some stage. Adam and I have both been fans and um, we've communicated a little bit during the season. So hopefully uh, we can chat to Nick at some stage down the track after he's uh, recovered from his uh, Goliath win of Survivor Dave vs. Goliath. Before we do go, we will talk about Edge of Extinction. Uh, arguably has the worst logo in the history of Survivor. Um, oh, awful. It's, it's like late, someone, I, th- I have to give this credit, someone uh, in one of the groups I'm in said it looks like bad 90s. And I'm a fan of the 90s, I'm a child of the 90s, but it looks like a bad 90s logo. It just looks like something that would you'd find on the Survivor Reddit that someone's made. Like, no offence, because but it's just like a very just average logo that has come about it, i do not like it at all but um the season itself edge of extinction we've talked about it a little bit previously on a, mm. a patron podcast uh we know that now we can officially talk about four players are coming back david wright aubrey bracco kelly wentworth and joe anglum uh, all returning all f- four it's really weird i feel like three of those people are kind of similar and one of them is very different but yes. um the season will probably benefit the person who's very different in joe anglum who has a very interesting moustache coming to the season uh i'm not sure what's going it's on the, there it's the zeke rancher rick memorial moustache I, I, don't, I don't know maybe he's become a game changer since is he still dating uh sierra dawn thomas so i don't know that um, he's still with sierra dawn thomas great. apparently fantastic so. um so we'll, we'll See how that unfolds. Uh, Edge of Extinction, from what we know so far, is effectively you're voted out, but you're not technically voted out. You go to this island, Island of Extinction or whatever it is, and Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be there and they'll have challenges, I believe, at the merge and then one later in the game at six or five, or we're not really sure when, um, to come back into the game, kind of like Redemption Island, but uh, just without having the Redemption Island challenges every week. So that'll be interesting to see if people quit and whether they make the make the conditions really hard, because we know when Ozzy was on Redemption Island, he was just fishing and living it up every day, like a, like, I don't know, jungle boy. He loved it. Yeah, I, I do wonder. I feel like as much as I can make the conditions hard, um, it, they would have to maybe find a spot in Fiji. I'm so curious where this island will be. Will it be where Ghost Island was? Will it be at another location? And it didn't look like Ghost Island. Sharper eyes to yeah, me might be. It, hell, it kind but. of looked like oh, I thought about it at the time. I have mental blank now, but I'll come back and tell you where I thought it looked like. But it did. It did look a bit shipwrecked esque. Uh, so mm. I am cautiously optimistic about what we're seeing. People have been. There was definitely a feeling before 37 that, oh God, maybe Survivor's not going to be so great. Maybe maybe that was just based on 38, but 37 was fantastic. So I'm coming in open-minded. I feel like a season can be saved by its edit, and I feel like this season was edited so well that 
there is always going to be good content out there on Survivor. If they show up correctly and make it interesting for viewers, then I'm sure it will be fine. So uh, we've got a bit of a wait now. There's a good two months or so before the next season of Survivor. So mm. yeah, there's literally this is the last Survivor episode uh, since at the end of February. So we've literally had a week of uh, oh, a Survivor episode every week since February. So that's crazy that we finally have no Survivor to watch. Apart from Tenel Access, which <laughs> you can access right now. Uh, if you are someone who subscribed, just be aware that uh, I think Tenel Access came on the 3rd of December. So if you want to just cut your monthly thing, maybe do that over the new year period so you don't get charged for $10. But apart from that, yeah, it's been great. Good season and uh, looking forward to the Survivor break. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Survivor break too. And I think I'm going into um, 38 really excited because from my perspective, yeah, you know, oh, Joe Anglin might be back and he's not someone I really enjoy watching, but I've got three people to really excited that I can root for. And I think, you know, based on the rest of the cast as well, I think Wendy looks like a really interesting character, someone who's going to uh, ruffle some feathers and Rick as well. Rick Devins, the uh, newsreader from Georgia. So there's already, you know, five people who I'm pretty excited to see. And that's, you know, almost a third of the cast. So I can't wait to see how it all pans out. I don't know how you know the names. I literally know no one's name. So yeah, well, um, I'm the one that looks up the cast and is like memorize them for months. So I'm that nerd, and I'm sure there's people out there like me. But yeah, I've already yeah, memorized. I've been the too names. busy with uh, actual Survivor to worry about a season that hasn't even been on air. But uh, excited to see the four back, especially I think David Wright. So of course, uh, my favorite of all time, David Wright. To see him come back and, and play, and to know that he's not going to quit. There's no way he's quitting. Like I'm, we'll do these predictions. Uh, I guess next season to predict who we think will survive to the ultimate date, whatever that is, day 34, day 35, when they have their ultimate last battle. But there's no way. If you're a returning player, you're not leaving, surely. You have to stay in the game. And also, like I feel like you can't have more than two tribes on this coming up season because there's a lot of airtime you have to show because they're going to show them on this island of extinction, surely. Of course. Um, I, don't, I don't see a way you can make it three tribes. Because you, you just wouldn't have enough time to show everyone. Well, even when you have four returnees, it just the numbers don't add yeah. up. So um, I, I, I really look forward to this new twist on the game. I know it's going to be very contentious for people. I've always been someone who will never, uh, like, I don't like re-entry points into the game. I do believe once you get voted out, you shouldn't come back. Uh, but with all that being said, I'm still open to see what this season can bring. And I, I don't believe it's just going to be a simple anointment for the most physically strong player either. Yeah. All right. Adam, that's where we'll end it. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, who's been listening. Uh, checking all these out uh, to the patrons who are getting the video feed of this as well. Thank you so much for all your support during the year. Re- really appreciate that. And uh, I think that is it. Stay tuned for my ex-interviews, proper ex-interviews tomorrow. So stay tuned. I will be conducting them live from about 7.15, I think, in the morning until midday-ish tomorrow so there's a few to get through um which will be fun so i'll post those as they're done uh through the morning i'll post the name of it as well because i think it doesn't really matter i'm just i'll post the name it doesn't really matter um for spoilers for that so stay tuned for that as well and uh yeah my chat with sandra that'll be coming to be the last podcast of the year which will be great to go full circle uh sandra the first person i podcast with back in 2015 may 12th i believe i did my very first podcast so it's been three in a bit years since I've done that. So uh, cool to catch up with Sandra and get her takes on uh, this season of Survivor, but also some Australian Survivor hot takes as I've been uh, just chatting briefly to get some uh, hot takes about one Russell Hand. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, that should be really fun. And uh, that's it. Want to add anything else, Adam? 
Oh uh, yeah, Ryan. I just want to say, yeah, it's been a great year, and I want to thank you for all the work you've been doing. It's been pretty tireless for you. You it's do so much hard work, and it's been relentless in terms of the schedule. So um, I hope everyone takes the time to to thank you for all the hard work that you've done because um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. It's been a lot, but uh, thank goodness there's one less survivor like next year. <laughs> I mean that respectfully to survive New Zealand because I really like survive New Zealand, but. Um, yeah, I definitely can't keep up. And I, I posted this in the group earlier, and I'll, I'll talk about this probably at the end of the Sandra podcast, but I'm probably going to look at how I can manage my time with the podcast a little bit less next year, just because I think by the end of this season, I will have done 100... This is 150 podcasts right now. Um and then with the exits and Sandra, it could be up to like 154 podcasts, 155, which is is just too much for yeah. one person. I'm not Rob Sussman. This is not this is power. this is not my job. Uh, yes. I have a real job, which is going to be very busy next year, which I'm very excited about. Um, so that'll be fantastic. But I'll just need to to manage this podcast. But again, thank you to everyone who has been listening. Hope you really enjoyed the, this season. Uh, all the guests that we had on uh, and everything else that's been coming up. Adam, that's it. Until next time. The community has spoken. David and Goliath have spoken. Nick is the winner. We'll talk to you very soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. The trap has spoken.